Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with my man, Mr. Front Row Kenny. How you doing, my brother? Yo, what's going on, good people? If I sound weird, yes, you are correct. I am under the weather just a little bit. I don't even know if my voice sounds like what it sounds like for real at this point in time. <laughs> but, hey, if y'all for some reason like it like this, I'm sorry. This is going to be a very temporary thing. Your boy's I'm going to be honest with you, it doesn't really sound much different at all. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a good thing. I'm glad it sounds pretty similar. So that that works out for me. But, yeah, um, I'm well, doing okay. I promise. I promise y'all, I'm good. But yeah. we're gonna be alright. So you, yeah. So just to let everybody know, you won't get infected listening to the podcast. So it's it's a good thing. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. Well, I mean, I guess we can kind of see how your weekend went. Yeah, man. You know, actually, my weekend was pretty busy. Believe it or not, I was working quite a bit at my part time job. I will have some news to share with you all very soon. I'm just not going to share it today, but it is very positive. You guys will be pretty ecstatic once you guys do hear it. I'm just not going to say it just yet, but we'll say that for about maybe about a week and a half from now. But either way, it was a very chill because it rained here and it was hot as can be as normal. You know how it is out here yeah, with the what, humidity what, and everything what, in between. What did y'all get up to this past weekend? I'm pretty sure it was like 95, 96, but it felt like 103 or 102. And when yeah. it feels like that, it is, it, it's just nasty. And then when it rains and then after, oh, like you would brutal. think that just that's cools just it down. But no, 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 no. In the South, it is just straight humidity. Ground's got steam coming off the, off, steam coming out the concrete. Like that's yeah, how you know it's I know hot. That, so, oh, God, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, I don't that, want no that, parts. How yeah. about your weekend, though? <laughs> I, you know what? Mine mine actually was pretty chill. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, I had a show on, on Friday night, so I drove up from Porterville to uh, back up to L.A. to do the show on Friday night. I certainly appreciate all the, the fans that came out to that particular show. It was actually kind of really nice because it was a... It was a it was a hip hop comedy show where we had hip hop artists and comedy acts performing, and uh, I was in charge of putting the comedy acts together. So I had a, a a handful of I had a handful of comedians that come up and do the show for me. You know, real quick. We only all did about like ten minutes a piece, but it was fantastic. The whole show was fantastic. And uh, I definitely want to do some more collaborations like that with my brother Roman, who actually produced and put the show together himself, who's also an entertainer himself. So I want to give a shout out to my boy Roman, that Solar Six tribe out there, you know, doing this thing and, and trying to, you know, create more positive show to help out not only hip hop artists, but to help out comedians as well. And uh, Saturday, man, really honestly, it was just me and my lady just hanging out. She took me out for my birthday. So we didn't, cause we didn't do anything the week before, you know, for my birthday, you know, so she, she took me out to dinner and uh, you know, I definitely let her pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after that, yeah, we, we were home by 11 o'clock, man, and went to brunch the next day. It was, it was fantastic, brother. So my weekend was, was, was pretty, pretty good. And uh, the, the, the best part about it was too, was I was able to listen to a, a little bit of the uh, race on my way back to Porterville when I was driving back home. And you know me, that that's, that's where I really get into it is when I get to listen to the race over the radio. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Actually, I listened to about a quarter of the race on the radio. I was getting some groceries on Sunday, and so I just had everything in my ear, and I was listening to the race that way. 
Uh, but I will say one thing right out the gate for the race, what I was happy with is the fact that this race was 400 miles instead of 500 like it was in the spring, which it will again next year be in the spring and it'll be, well, no confirmed exact date, but it will be a 500 mile race for one of those races next year. As the Am Better 500, it's going to be some ticket deal with Chase Elliott to uh, benefit that program as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm not thrilled about the 500-mile announcement, but otherwise, I think the 400-mile thing is cool. I'm still not that big of a fan of the way Atlanta is. I low-key want the old Atlanta back. I see yeah. like the old man to see under the cloud. But, yeah, it, it's just, at least for me right now, it's just not my cup of tea. No, I, I, I completely agree. And, and you know, you know the funny thing is, too, is that it, it, Atlanta would be, you know, a place that I would love to go and and see and watch a race. But but just like what we talk about, you know, just weather wise, and it's just like, man, do we, yeah, God, like, I, you know, Ooh, I, that heat. Oh man, you, exactly. That's my point. I'm like, man, do I want to even, you know, deal with that? Oh man, man, that July heat in the South, in the deeper South, if you're going into Georgia or for this sake's Hampton, Georgia, which is you know maybe I think like an hour away or so from Atlanta. Man, it is warm out there, but yeah, I mean, I guess the date. I think the date can be really useful. I've had this thought in my head at one point, though, that this race would actually be a pretty cool race under the lights, I think, maybe 4th of July weekend. Oh, I don't man, know, maybe that would make be nice. You know, maybe make something different. I, I don't know where it, where it would actually lie for next year's schedule, but I think it would be something different. I will also say there were quite a few folks out, and one notable from the top of my head was Rick Ross is out there this weekend, which is a pretty cool. Flo Rida was as well. <laughs> Ross. Yeah, I mean, Rick Ross has also been seen with Roger Carruth at his at his car show that he had, I think it was about maybe a month or two ago, and, you know, he had him out there, and that was pretty dope. So it's kind of cool to see more faces like that, you know, find their way around the track and be around NASCAR. I mean, I think it's always been – Something has been embodied in quite a few folks that look like myself or Renee. It's more in the closet, quote unquote, fans that just don't really mention it to people because they don't exactly. really think anybody else likes it. And the amount of people that I've ran into over the years that have said that, even at like the NABJ conference, I remember talking to somebody and they said, oh, NASCAR. I said, man, you know what? I don't really talk about it, but I've been a fan for a long time. I'm like, Damn, you know, know. it's, it's yeah. so, it's like, so many really? people like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, damn, I'm like, okay, that's cool. So, yeah, man, it's dope to see that in a great spot in, in particular, a great area for something like that to, you know, continue to grow in. I think Atlanta usually has a pretty diverse crowd from what I've seen. And I've been to Atlanta for a race before they reconfigured it. It was in 2017 when I went. And, yeah, it was a, that's a nice venue to go to. Obviously, a little bit away from Atlanta, the actual city itself, but... I think it's a good venue. The seats are pretty good. I really didn't think my seat was bad. And I was in somewhat of a lower bowl. I think, I don't even know if my seat still exists technically. But yeah, it's a cool venue. I would say still, even if you want to bring somebody out that's never been to a race, I think it's a perfect place for it now, the way it's designed. Yeah, well, I'll tell you who really loves Atlanta. And that's none other than our man Chase Elliott who won the race. And I mean, <laughs> you know what? I, we can run down that top 10 real quick before we get into all of that. So you want to run hey, down the uh, top 10 there for us there, Mr. Uh, Kenny? You know what? It's crazy about this entire thing. So I was just having this discussion on Clubhouse. Shout out to my homies in Black Interest in Motorsports. We haven't had a room in forever, but life happens, obviously. But yeah. we were just talking about the race just a little bit beforehand. And the thing about Chase Elliott is, if you watch the broadcast on Sunday, I swear to you, 
if you have no idea what the Dawsonville pool room is by this point in time, I have no idea how you haven't because I felt like it was mentioned for the umpteenth time from the start of the green flag all the way until the end. It's like, yeah, we, <laughs> we understand. It exists. They ring the siren when Chase wins. They used to do it when Bill used to win. Like, we understand it. We get it. I think it was just beaten to a pulp yeah. in people's heads. And as I've always – and as what I did say to somebody else, look, if you played a game where you were taking shots for every time they mentioned it, you probably wouldn't be here today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just yeah, like no, that. But but either way, yes, Chase Elliott did win, and he becomes the second driver to a second Georgia born driver to win. Obviously, guess who else is the other one? His dad who was one at Atlanta. So he, he became uh, another duo to actually a father son duo to win at Atlanta. Obviously, the only other one are the Arnhards, I believe that have exactly. both won at Atlanta. Yeah, it was a huge day for the Georgia native. I am sure they're going to sell an ample amount of tickets for next year. But he did it by way of a pretty huge block. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And it caused some controversy on the bird app, as usual. Yeah, so yep. that's that. And as I continue to talk about controversy, second place, Rosh Chastain was once again in the middle of it. And we'll also talk about yeah, that later. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that too. Is him and Denny have had their had their fair share of not really enjoying one another on the track. Austin Cedric came home in third. Eric Jones came home in fourth. Ryan Blaney fifth. Daniel Suarez in sixth. Justin Haley came home in seventh. Eighth was Eric Amarola in his what is to be his final race at Atlanta at this time. Ninth place is Cole Custer and to round the top ten, which is also a career high for him. Harrison Burton so that is your top 10 from Atlanta the Quaker State 400 and I will say one thing or two things quickly or two notables Corey LaJoy obviously was running up front for a good portion at the end of that race Mm -hmm. a lot of people thought that town Spire was going to get their first win and Corey's first win as well as y'all also know I know Corey personally and I've worked on his podcast before so you know I do root for him actively because you know that's the homie But unfortunately, a big block was thrown by Chase Elliott, and that pretty much effectively ended that run for Spire, and he came home with 21st, excuse me, and so that pretty much ended his day. Another notable was Austin Dillon, who came home in 35th. He took a really hard hit. He was okay after that. It took out quite a few cars, which I believe Ross Chastain as well started that one, so that's that. I don't know what's up with him and starting Rex at at this rate, but yeah, that wreck actually does a lot more harm to Austin Dillon in the points, because right now... He is really teetering on the point where he's probably going to have to win a race just to make the playoffs. And as we can all see, the playoff race is very tight. We have a bevy of winners, and it could very well come down to having 16 winners by the end of this thing as we've only got seven races left in the regular season. So, yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm I going to touch the—I'm the, the I, going to start with the, the, the Chase Elliott and the Coyle Hoy one here first real quick, Kenny, and— you know, I didn't have a problem with it in the sense of like, you know, I, I didn't think it was, you know, over the top or, or intentional, but I, 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 I know it was intentional that he was trying to block him. You know what I mean? Obviously. And, you know, I if I go back and, 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 and see that whole, you know, a highlight reel again, you know, I think I think Corey, you know, did exactly what he needed to do. I mean, you're you're trying to go for your first win. It's right there. He, I mean, he can he can reach out and just you know grab the checkered flag already. You know what I mean? And when you can see that and you're that close, I have no problem trying to make that move. But unfortunately, you know, just like he said in his post interview, uh, his post race interview, 
you know, maybe maybe he just, you know, he's going to keep doing what he needs to do because they're, they're, they, he feels like he's getting close. And maybe one of these races, he can be, you know, the one blocking and running somebody else into a wall rather than having him be the one. And I totally I totally understand that. I totally believe that statement. And 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 I, I have no doubt in my mind, Kenny, that he's probably going to win his race before this season is over. And I know we only have seven races left, but I got a feeling he's going to do it. And yeah, you know, seven races to go regular season, I'd say probably the next best chance is more than likely Daytona, right. which is closing out the regular season, in my opinion, but we'll see. They have shown some speed, for sure, no doubt, but I think what I had mentioned before to somebody else was, look, yes, that block was egregious as it wants to be, no doubt about it, and I guess also looking at Chase's perspective, he has now three wins, and going into this thing, he had two wins on his on his card, so he's well well locked into the playoffs it would take quite a bit for him to even remotely be knocked out at this point I don't even think he could be actually but either way when you look at it from okay so super speedway racing we've had plenty of these things happen and you know as of late I feel like it seems like there's not as a great of respect factor when it comes to super speedway racing and knowing that yeah I can throw this block and yes I know Mm -hmm. that other driver can probably you know either anticipate it it may happen or it may end in either i i survive someone else's wreck or we we both don't survive somebody else's wreck and somebody else goes past us and they win but i think when you look at it from okay i've watched super speedway racing for over 20 years and it sounds like i'm old but yeah whatever (laughs) the thing the thing is like i've seen it where hey look you can win a super speedway race without destroying somebody else's car like it's not impossible it's been done plenty i just think like this generation of drivers have just kind of almost damn near lost that and other drivers have made comments like that before about blocks that are just you know strictly egregious i know joey logano in particular is one who will make some crazy blocks keselowski does the same thing as well and a few others that will make some pretty crazy blocks i mean the funniest thing about the entire thing was in Auto Club, way back when, yeah. Kyle Larson basically did the same thing to Chase, and that, you know, <laughs> excuse me, killed his day, and he wasn't happy about it. So, it's kind of, like, very weird when it, the shoe's on the other foot, and it happens in a different situation. You're not really hearing too many things, but I don't know. I just think about it from that angle. I don't think anybody is going to have, like, the ultimatum answer on what may be right or wrong, but I just feel like, it is very well possible to finish a, a super speedway race cleanly, and you don't have to do that to win one. It's, it's possible, you know. Yeah, well, um, I, and again, I, given his situation, like I said, already got two wins in. He's already locked in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, the Spire team is not currently in the playoffs, and they would need a whole lot more help still. But my point still stands on that. But hey, you know, oh no, it I, is I, what it is. But hey, Renee, the well, race seemed to have plenty of that because Denny and Ross Chastain they got I, into it again. Yeah, you know, Kenny, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on that too as well because you know a lot a lot of t- a lot of times these some of these drivers they they do sound hypocritical uh, you know in the way that they think like you were talking about like you know Logano and and Keselowski and you know and then they do the same thing and then they get angry when somebody does it to them I, I mean you know that's just the way some drivers are though you know what I mean I think the good thing though in this particular instance was Lahoy you know he took it 
and and you know he had a good attitude about it. He dude, he even walked up to Chase and, and congratulated him. Now I don't know what they said, you know, from ear to ear and close, to, you know, when they were face to face because I couldn't really hear any audio. But I I kind of watched Jeff Glove tweet that he put out where he followed you know Corey and 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 uh, congratulated Chase Elliott, you know, and that's that's that and I like that kind of sportsmanship, you know, it's really cool, but. Then you get on the other side, like what you were talking about with Denny and Ross, and it's, you know, the, the guys in the booth were like, you know, and I can't remember who said it, it might have been Junior, but he was like, I want him to change, but I don't want him to change, and you know, but but, but the, the, the problem is, is that, you know, he keeps saying he's sorry, but it keeps happening, and at some point, you know, hey man, Denny's already told him, you know, I, he he's fed up with it. He's already at his limit, you know, of uh, patience. And that, I, I mean, you can only give a young a young kid like that enough, you know, enough leeway before you got to put him in his place because he's he keeps screwing up, Kenny. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He he just, he keeps doing it, and it, and, yeah. and for some reason it keeps happening to Denny Hamlin. Exactly, and it was Denny and Chase and and St. Louis and that whole thing, which was still the funniest thing I've ever seen on track. But <laughs> you know, I I think everyone has a limit, like Denny had said, and I agree. And I, I think that applies to anything in life. I feel like everyone's got a breaking point, and when it's reached for certain people, they're going to they're going to let you know in a different way. And obviously, with the way this championship is structured, it really doesn't take that much. For something like that to, you know, for one driver to ruin something completely. I feel like obviously NASCAR may or may not step in beforehand, but will he at least make it unobvious as possible? You know, driver, these drivers yeah. are smart. They know what they got to do. But, yeah, I mean, at this juncture, as we get deeper and deeper into this uh, regular season, I think once we hit those last 10 weeks of the season, it's going to be like, hey, look, man, I don't have time for this. Like, when it's time for championship time, it that very well could be the one that could ruin something for him. You know, someone might drive him hard. Someone might not let him get a lap back. You know, those things can happen. It's not impossible. Denny I, has every right in the world to feel that way. Oh, absolutely. Shoot, and, I, and, I would feel that way. <laughs> and, and I think it's already been talked about, about, you know, he. they're not going to let him win a championship this year. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult when, you know, when you got other people making things difficult for you on purpose, it's a whole different ballgame versus like, you know, Ryan Newman historically was a very hard driver to pass, like no matter what the right. Exa- was. Exactly. There you go. Right. Good and example. If Denny wants to make that happen again or chase it, depending on the situation, if it something else happens between now and now in Daytona, yeah, it could very well happen the same exact way. So it's crazy because like what Dale said about him staying the same. Like, I understand it because he does drive incredibly hard. And, I mean, if you go back to when he was in a premium motorsports car, and, and again, no knock on them, but if you're talking about a, in quote, backmarker car, he used to drive those things like it was a, a Hendrick entry. Like, it was different. He used to be very aggressive even in those cars that weren't really that capable compared to others. So, it translated the same way when he was at Ganassi and obviously now at Trackhouse. It hasn't changed one bit. Now, it has gotten him, a, it's gotten him two wins. So, I mean, you can't say, you know, I can't say he's doing everything wrong, but it's just like, I think there just has to be a certain limit. Like, I think Ross reminds me if he of someone driving with a chip on their shoulder, like, right, like tomorrow his career is going to end, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere for a long time. I think Trackhouse is going to keep them. I think they're going to keep both of their drivers for a long time. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I believe so. But at some point you got to, you got to think that at, at, at 
you got to think at some point that somebody would actually have to pull him aside and go, listen, man, you know, you're, you're, you're a good kid and you're a great, you know, race car driver, but whatever it is that, that you're doing, I mean, you, you're going to have to change your mindset of, of how he's approaching, you know, some of these situations that he gets himself in. Mm-hmm. And uh, because, you know, he continues to do this and, you know, he, you're right. His, his career is going to be long and, and not in a good way. <laughs> Hey, look, it's all fun and games till the rabbit got the gun, man. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you might want to think about it. But, yeah, it was, it was very eventful Atlanta for what it's worth. I guess yeah. now that we've got two of these under the, under our belt, I still, like I said earlier in the podcast, I still have the same feeling about it. Maybe my thoughts will change as time goes on. But right now, it's still just, eh, it's, it's all right. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it is what it is. To me. I know. Well, you know, the one of the good things, you know, that 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 we can also talk about, though, on a on a on a more positive note, is talking about the driver's thoughts on the potential Chicago street course. You know, I mean, I I know they talked to a, a few drivers about it. You know, and I mean, like we've already talked about it, me and you, Kenny. You know, I I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing it. You know. You know, making it happen, but the only thing is, is like you know, which which course are you going to have to you know eliminate or or you know get rid of you know to 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 make the Chicago happen? You know, so they they talked to a few drivers, you know, but I don't know, Kenny. You know, you know what? You know what's the problem with that? You said it right there. Now this could be positive because some drivers did have some positive things to say about it, and so do I to some degree about uh, racing on a street course. Yeah. So NASCAR, for one, already races on street courses in the Penty Series in Canada on on a Toronto street course, which is really cool. I've seen a couple races on there, and it's mm-hmm. really entertaining. Now. <laughs> The flip side to this is the big rumor has been about Road America and Road America possibly not returning to the schedule next year, and the replacement potentially would be would end up being a Chicago street course. Mm-hmm. Now, the Athletic and a few other sources have been talking about that quite a bit, and that's the main reason why you probably heard us talk about it for the last two weeks because it seems like it's a very fluid situation that keeps changing, or one may happen, one may not happen. Who knows exactly this time, but yeah, yeah, I'm not like a hundred percent like gun ho for it. And the only reason why is because I feel like Road America is a track that people really wanted on the cup schedule. It's been on the Xfinity schedule since 2010 and people really enjoyed it then. And you know, in the last what right. 10, or, 10 or 12 so years. Right. And so I think that's one that you don't take because also the attendance is really good. People really do show out and come out to that event. So I think that's like one of the few venues I, I believe personally outside of like, you know, Daytona, Phoenix and Darlington that really draw a massive crowd each time they've came there. I think you don't take that away. But also at the same time, I understand the idea of the Chicago Street course, given the success of the L.A. Clash. And if you can't necessarily get people to the track well, guess what? You can bring it straight to them, and it'll be straight into the city of Chicago. Now, yeah. the negative as well on that to me is, well, when they did the iRacing course, I thought it was just, I don't know. But, you know, it could very well be a very good event. Who knows? It just depends on how it is. I mean, you know, even Chase Elliott said, look, if it's done at a very high level, people have, a you know, a decent vantage points to watch the actual yeah. race, you know, make it a great event. It could be well done, and I think that's really what it's going to boil down to is if it's well done. The race might not be the greatest thing on earth, but if it's a well done event and can bring people out, I think, yeah, sure, why not? But 
I mean, it, at least the street course is like super narrow based on what was shown. Like, there's no 100% sure on like that. That's going to be the same layout. But if it is, I wouldn't really want it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting perspective. I know, obviously, you live out in LA and, you know, uh, having a clash in Los Angeles, I'm sure that's something else uh-huh. to, you know, be brought straight to your city. Because, I mean, well, think about it. Next year, if you want to go, guess what? You don't really got to go that far. It's within your, it's within exactly. LA. So it's exactly. like, boom, right there. I mean, it's all about conveniency, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, and I think that was the perspective of maybe some of the drivers, you know, the conveniency of being close to either where you grew up or having family or just having some kind of connection to the city. You know, as far as, you know, Chicago is concerned, you know, you know, and, and even though Kurt Busch, you know, grew up in Las Vegas, I, you know, he, he still has family and friends, you know, in the Chicago area, you know, from where his parents were originally from, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And then you got the whole, you know, Michael Jordan and the, you know, the 45. And the, I mean, it, 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 there's just so much, you know, connection that you have there. But then you look at it from, you know, other drivers points of view who don't have any connection there. And then just thinking about it through a driver's point of view where, you know, well, can, you know, can, can you make it happen where it's, you know, decent for, for the other, you know, not only for the drivers to drive, but maybe for the car itself, you know, I mean, is, you know, is the next gen car going to be suitable for a, for a, a, a track like that? So many questions, Kenny, that, I mean, literally there's so many questions that, you, you know, I need to be answered before you do that. Yeah, most definitely. It's a very uh, interesting prospect. And I think the cool thing about the next gen car is like the, I guess the diversity the car can bring is just the fact that you can put this car on asphalt, you can put it on concrete, you can put it on the Cento road course, you can race it there. I, I mean, obviously, possibly you can race it on the street. So, I mean, you know, it's yeah. really cool to see that. And I guess it can also expand the schedule even further. I mean, you know, you can take it to cities that may not be able to get to a race because obviously some places like the southeast where it's almost impossible for you not to be able to get to one because like I live in North Carolina, obviously. So you've got the Charlotte motor speedway. Bristol was not far away either. Martinsville, Richmond, uh, Darlington. So, you know, just naming a few tracks, obviously right all right. within a vicinity. And it's not hard to get to them, but you know, someone else who might live in California, you know, auto club still might be a ways out depending on where you live. Like, let's just say you live in Sacramento. It's probably a decent ride from Sacramento to get all the way down to, Auto Club, you may not want to go to Sonoma, right? Yeah, so well, I mean, I'm going to be honest so. with you. That's probably one, one. That's probably one from Sacramento to down to the Auto Club, which is in uh, Fontana. Boy, you're looking about uh, at least driving. You know, I mean, just in a regular vehicle like a car. I mean, you're talking about six, seven hours. Hey, you see what I mean? Yeah, I mean, C- California's so long and and it's big. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, so think about that. And I mean, think about if you want to, you know, bring the RV, you're not going to be going, you know, regular car speed, you're going to be going even slower. So, I mean, then what if you want to find a flight out there, you know what I mean? And then get a hotel. They're just, oh man, it's just Mm -hmm. such a headache. You know, now, just like you said a few minutes ago, depending on where you're at in Los Angeles, like myself, I'm probably in a neutral spot. You know, I could, it, you know, it'd be a lot closer, you know, to go to the Coliseum. It'd take me a little bit further, but not much further, like maybe, maybe an hour and, and 15, 20 minutes to get to Auto Club Speedway. So, you know, whether as it would just take me 45 minutes to get to the Coliseum, and that's only because of traffic, because that's just the way Los Angeles traffic is. You can get anywhere in 20 minutes, but like anybody else that lives in California, they're going to say, but with traffic, then you add, you know, like an hour to whatever it is that drive is. But in any case, yeah. 
you know, that, 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 that's a lot of what you have to think of, you know, and just think of the drives and, and how far you, you're willing, how far are you willing to, to travel to get to a race? Exactly. And I think that's just the beauty of what the Coliseum just showed. And I think clearly someone has seen like, oh, well, I think also, I mean, well, I would assume you can get to the Coliseum via public transportation, which is yes. not many, there's not many venues i think the only other one and i know that you can is portland portland i think you can actually go to portland for the xfinity race or truck yeah xfinity or truck race yeah i think Um, it i think that one i think it drops you exactly literally right in front of the 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 track yeah there's like a legitimate line that can take you there so that means you may not have to get a rental car you may just (laughs) be able to literally get from your hotel you might take an uber to the station but get there but that's still a whole lot less than you spending two three hundred dollars on a rental car and gas and all that blah 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 and you can get there that quick or if you live in portland and you just get to the track that way that's pretty i think that's pretty convenient so i mean i think this idea of bring the show straight to insert whatever city is a real cool idea but i guess we'll have to wait and see the 23 schedule is still a bit of a ways away but yeah we'll see what it brings all right. Well, if you have anything else you want to add, Mr. Kenny, we can definitely go right into our predictions for New Hampshire. All right. I think we can do that, actually. All right, my man. Well, here we go. We are going to New Hampshire this weekend. So, Kenny, let us know who you got. It's time for race Predictions. Well, going up to Loudoun, New Hampshire, one time a year nowadays. So the Magic Mile is what it's also known as. And I think I'm actually going to go with someone who is currently not locked into the playoffs just yet. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick, who has had a history of winning there. And my alternative pick is also another one who has been a winner, cannot stand lobster. So you already know who it is, and that is Denny Hamlin. So those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. What say you, Mr. Renee? Man, we literally actually have almost the same pick, but I was just going to, I was actually going to switch them. I actually had Denny Hamlin as my main pick and Kevin Harvick ah. as my alternative pick because of the same reasons what you just said. You know, Ke- <laughs> Kevin Harvick does have a history of winning there, but, you know, uh, for whatever reason, it just seems like he's had a hard time and, you know, trying to, you know, get a, get a win underneath his belt. But l- listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If anybody can pull it off, it's going to be Kevin Harvick. But I'm taking my man Denny Hamlin as my main pick and Kevin Harvick as my alternative pick. Those are my picks. I am sticking with them. What say you, fans of all Turns No Breaks? Hit us up on our social media at Turns No Breaks. That's across the board on social media at Turns No Breaks. And let us know who you think is going to win. Let us know who you think is your alternative pick as well. We always appreciate you tuning in each and every week to our podcast. If you know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as me and Kenny do, please turn them on to our podcast. I'm sure that they would love to listen to All Turns No Breaks. For Kenny and myself, we wish you a very good week. Have a productive week. More importantly, stay sexy. But we will see you next week here on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all, man. Make sure y'all stay safe out here. Keep staying hydrated, you feel me? Because it is still summertime. Thanks so much for tuning in. 